Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am the number one most impactful artist of our generation. We the real rock stars, and I'm the biggest of all. I just told you who I thought I was. A guy. A guy. A guy. A guy. I'm really happy for you. I'll let you finish. A guy. A guy. A <clears throat> this is something I did. Something I can explain how to. I can't speak for everybody, but man, there must be more good women than men percentage wise. So, a chance of having a husband just minimized. That's why a lot of girls claim they ain't into guys and mess with other girls a part of time to in- improvise. I knew she wasn't by. I seen it in her eyes. But just like a guy, I'm just trying to get in her thigh. She's telling me how black people really should enterprise. I'm like, if you don't get your ass in this ride from enterprise that I rented yesterday and I got to have it by five with the gas filled up like I didn't drive, I told her I had a girl. Fuck it. I didn't lie. Told the rap game, all right, but I'm just getting by. She had a little weed and we get a little high. Looking in her eyes and I'm feeling the vibe. She told me back in 95, she was in love with the tribe. Boo, back in 92, I was just like you. Hey, what up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Bookie A Podcast. I'm Chris Daniels with my man Rob Hayes. I'm Rob Hayes. Rob is back to nailing the uh, the verses, everybody. Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> had to because I used to listen to that song. I downloaded it thinking it was going to be on late registration. Turns out it was part of like the uh, freshman adjustment. And really part of like mm. Kanye's demo. So it was before the college dropout. But I'm listening in 05 thinking like, yeah, this is about to be crazy. <laughs> and then you looked at the track list and what happened? Wasn't there. <laughs> but this, Wasn't that there. beat was the beat that Kanye sold to Missy. And then Missy sold it to Monica for Knock Knock. So it was full circle now. Full circle, you know okay. what I'm saying? And circle. didn't even know it. Didn't even know it until I heard the Knock Knock remix where Kanye was beefing because he wasn't in the video. Because he made the <laughs> so beat. So tell me, tell me, man, who who won who won the battle? Who won the battle? My score was Monica seven six seven. I had seven ties. You had seven ties. Seven okay. ties. When a song from the '90s went against a song from the '90s. For the most part, from the first albums, for the most part, it was hard to pick. You know what I'm saying? But baby, 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 with the remix, that that I had to pick that one. You know what I'm saying? But 
Yeah, no, I have my, I have Monica winning. I I like new Monica way better than I like new Brandy. You talking about like later career Monica? Later career, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm, cuz I I gave the nod to Brandy, but I'm okay. like I think I'm biased. I've also been rewatching Moesha on Netflix. So, that yeah, is the problem. That is the problem. <laughs> it's all these people what? who think that Brandy is Moesha. So they're like, no, she wasn't shading Monica because she was trying to be her friend the whole time. No, they don't like each other. Moesha is a character. Cinderella see, no, see, is I a think, character. I think, That's I think not you who were the Brandy problem. Is. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Because I feel like as black people, we should be able to empathize with and accept that there are different types of people in our culture. So you can have someone who interacts and communicates like Monica does, and you can have someone that interacts and communicates like Brandy does, and it's really unfair for us to pick a side. But I feel like people who can relate to one have an issue with the other and project their issues onto these two people. But I'm not talking about no issue. I get what you mean. I think people are too focused on like the overall beef of things. Yeah. And 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 that. But I'm just talking about in terms of, of like this battle. Like I'm not thinking I mean may, I'm just saying You said you was biased, some so that's what I was going off of. I have some recency bias, but I still think she if I if I go like my, I think I gave Brandy eight. I think I gave her eight. And that's, it was a, it was a hell of time. Extremely close. And that means yeah, they're I'm like, ties. still splitting hairs. You know what I'm saying? They, like, I mean, no yeah. one had a majority. There's, if you don't have ties on your scorecard, then you, you just wasn't watching the same battle. Mm-hmm. You know, so... I, I, thought, had, I, I had more fun. I wasn't one of these people who was, like, nitpicking here and there. The only thing I nitpick now, because this, this was, like... I think this was the first one I watched when it was, like, straight, like straight up, like, versus Apple production. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know if I like the new format. I like it. I mean, it does, you know, it does kind of neutralize some of the like, oh, what what is their background going to be? What's their place like? What's their atmosphere going to be like? You know, it does yeah. kind of take some of that away and it being a complete surprise what's going to happen. But, you know, I, I do like, I don't know. I kind of like the new format. It, it still doesn't feel like a television show. But it's not. It's something different, and no, I feel it's, like it's still not that. I feel like the the when they get an app, it. I feel like it would be incredible, and then you think, like, you think that's the thing? I think I think that should be the goal. That should the goal should be that they have an app or they share an app with other similar things where people can log in and comment and participate on their thing. Mm. See, I was because I. Because I saw that, like, you could watch it on Apple Music. You can. So I just thought, like, it's just going to fucking move over there, and that's just going to be what happens. But it's like the Instagram element is so important. Yeah, because everybody doesn't have Apple. But I I think you can't preach to ownership, 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 and this is a black-owned, this is still black-owned, blah, 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 and then be exclusive on Apple. It's true because I feel like obviously you alienate a lot of people, but it's just like once it's like it's like once the names to like Apple came in, I'm like, oh, what's gonna happen? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But Ciroc is in, you know, Revolt is involved. It's a lot. It's a lot of it's a lot of factors involved. Which Kanye beat was is better? Uh, Knock Knock by Monica or the more they talk about our love by Brandy? I'm gonna go Knock Knock 
Really? Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like, like that song, like resonate and kicks in my head just like, just like much quicker. Like when I, when you just name the two, I don't know. I think I, I think I just put like that beat, the Missy intro. Like I feel all that. I don't know. I, just, I don't know. I think I just vibe with it a little more. Yeah. I mean, no, Knock Knock was, it was a, you know, great song. It was a, a, they actually, you know, completed a cliffhanger video. You know, it was a sequel yeah. to the So Gone video. Uh, yeah. And Monica with the samples. Like, I forgot all the, like, samples. Like, she had the, uh, the, the, the I forgot about the song Dozen Roses, which has the same sample from uh, The Joy by Kanye and Jay-Z a good mm. six years prior, you know? Okay. What was that song number two for Monica? Song two or three? Mm, I'm not sure. I don't have the I don't have my list in front of me. But it was it was a it was a good battle and this it was like this is probably the one of the most fun ones to follow, like on IG, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But like I said, only, I still, I still wasn't, a, I still wasn't a fan of like the like the people trying to beef. Because I feel like you know what, if it was real beef and like there was real shade, you would have heard a reference to vehicular manslaughter. But you didn't, so I feel like there was there was wow. Because <laughs> like, like when Monica, when Monica said like she was she was kicking in some doors, and Brandon was like. She was like kicking the doors, and I was slapping, slapping girls. Brandy was like, "I was one of them." And then it got, it got. That was the first time I was like, "Oh, is this is about to get weird." Mm-hmm. And Brandy was like, "I'm just trying, I'm just trying to joke." And I was like, "This is the moment. Drop the reference." I do think it's messed up to be in the game 25 years and be pitted against someone that, like, you know, your whole life you're working to get in the game. You're not thinking about this other person that lives across the country that has so much in common with you, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like when they were 10, y'all were on the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like y'all, y'all have the same favorite singer. Y'all came up at the same time, was listening to the same music, got through, you know, got, got record deals with the biggest record companies at a young age. The first album went, the first single went and y'all are pitted against each other. And it's kind of, it's kind of messed up, you know? But it does bring the question if I don't, eh, it's that's like part of so many celebrities kind of like come up in like trajectory. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I believe that the answer is yes. But like, do you think like without that, like kind of like pitting against each other, they still got the same careers and recognition? No, no. You say no. No. I, I think that. Clive Davis and Arista took the boy is mine and milked it for all they could. So the song mm. is called The Boy Is Mine. Monica's right. album is called The Boy Is Mine, which forces her hand of kind of ownership of the song, even though I believe Brandy wrote some of it and Roddy Jerkins, you know, like Dark Child produced it. So it's a Brandy sounding song, which is the title track on a Monica album. But you think that that changes the whole path? Like, like I'm talking about like the beef with them. You know what I'm saying? Because if you get through all that with no beef, I still think like you know they still in like the trenches of like pop culture, whether it be from like shit on Space Jam TV shows, you know, Space Jam, set it off, uh, waiting to exhale. Like, yeah, but I I do think that it, um, I do think that it. It's probably been problematic for Monica, and I and I do uh, feel like she's she she's not the uh, she's not the light 
side of that of the the side the yin and the yang yeah and and also you know she's pitted against someone who's in your living room every week you know what i'm saying so every uh, monday I mean, at eight o'clock moesha comes on <laughs> and it's that's hard to compete with when you don't you don't have a sitcom you're not in you know like 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 brandy was they was they took her out of music she was on mm. a show she had a movie with diana ross she was cinderella you know like like Brandy was on the game. Like Brandy, you know, they took Brandy out of music. So to put her against somebody like that, it's it's kind of tough. I hear you. Do you think I, Fifty Cent is ducking Ti? I think so. I would. I I can't say this because I I don't know if we ever known Fifty Cent to duck anybody like like that. But Fifty if, don't yeah, back yeah. down. Give Give it. <laughs> 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 oh man. You can't play that in the battle. Uh, <laughs> he might try, but that's that's you know that's the thing. If there's anything that he might want to back down from, and he might get away with it, it, it probably should. Is it was a battle with Ti because he ain't going that. No, I no think way. he knows that. I think he knows that musically he's not going to beat Ti, so he's making it yeah. about numbers. But versus yeah. is not about numbers. Versus is like no. almost a reassessment, almost like impact. Like, what do these songs mean now? What lasts? Yeah, that Something might be special. tough. If 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 <laughs> if I'm Fifty Cent and somebody asks me like, "Yo, what's up? You go battle T.I. Just you just got to plug Power Book Two as quick as possible. Fifty Cent, Timber Man, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I can't. You know, I can't believe we endured that. Every time you wanted to listen to the song, man, it was Every it time, was crazy. It was crazy. We were just we were just like, this is fine. Like they could have, you know, they could have skipped this, but they didn't. It's it's an essential part of it. I couldn't listen to it without it now at this point. Even though I'm like, why is this in here? I guess people <laughs> like, didn't know, know it was special. You know, <laughs> it came out the same day as graduation. But hey, this is something special. Oh man, that was a battle that. Oh, that was that was for numbers. I can't really call that a battle. I love the antics Rick Ross and Two Chains had. Two Chains had the strippers, and then Rick Ross uh, had the masseuse. And yeah, I never thought doing the verses I would see somebody fake an injury. <laughs> he said his neck. His neck was tight. He kept pointing to his neck, like oh, no. Man. But get my neck though. <laughs> no, you're down there. My neck is right here. Get my neck. He kept saying. Oh man, his training, his training staff is new. But that I was, really yeah, think he, was, the was, timing was because there's that guitar solo in "Devil in a New Dress," and he didn't want to like talk about Yay. I didn't think he would have had to. I mean, I know that every, I know that every, like, I do. This is like the best thing about verses is everybody gets real, like, candid and just like talks about like song process, who they was working with, you know, things like that. But. That's an extreme length to go if you just don't want to drop yay right now. Every, people who have R. Kelly involvement do uh, get R. Kelly out of the songs. So when DJ Premier played Unbelievable by Biggie, he scratched out the R. Kelly sample. When Rick Ross played Speeding, I think he got the R. Kelly, like, I think he got, like, did all the way up to the chorus and then didn't do the chorus. Mm-hmm. Which almost made it like, oh, I want to hear it so bad. And I, I used to hate that song. 
You know what I'm saying? But it's something about that that buildup that was like epic. Um, but they, I feel like Versus is missing the stories. Part of the fun of Versus was the stories of the song. And I think Brandy and Monica, them just trying to get through it, we didn't get a lot of stories. And in a world where gay is not taboo, we probably get a gay story. Brandy's assistant was Kim Kardashian. How do we not get a gay story? I mean, he wasn't around at the time. He met, they had, they had, he met her through Brandy. He did? Yes, when they recorded that song, that's how you met Kim Kardashian. Or the first time you like heard of Kim Kardashian. Oh, I thought. He met her making that pilot formally, but yeah, yeah. the first time he heard of her was when they were making the more they talk about I love. Okay. I mean I would have I would have thought it was, you know, more so about like Brandy and Kanye on like Bring me down. They, they they got a few. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like they got a few. Like the songs and shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't think. I didn't think of that side of things. But I guess you know. I don't. I don't know. I I feel like I don't think Ye is that taboo right now. I don't think he's that taboo to the point where like artists should feel bad about like the like the production side, like making songs with Kanye. It's the one side that like everybody I feel like is is forgivable about right now, even though there's other things you could harp on. I just, I don't know. Me personally, I'm like, now you've been to it. But I, I don't know. If you, if you feel so passionately about it, I guess from a business, because you still got to think about because I feel like this is one thing that gets enhanced right now from Versus is like people's brands mm-hmm. get like, there's so much spotlight right now. I mean, when Rick Ross played Live Fast and Die Young, he said F Trump immediately. When, you know, RZA didn't put Dark Fantasy in the battle. That was one of his extra songs. I don't think, I think Timberland and Swiss are cognizant of people's reaction when they hear R. Kelly and they warn people about R. Kelly. And I think that gets the wheels turning of who else should I be weary about playing? I can see it. I mean, you know what? They're getting bigger and they got, they, you know what? These are things, this is just the natural progression of things, but still. Crazy surprise about how much, how fun, and still how good the Brandy and Monica one was. Um, I think that's that's got to be the biggest one. Easy, I feel like easily. Numbers wise, no, yeah, nothing in my uh, lifetime might be bigger than Teddy Riley and Babyface. Personally, <laughs> I don't think anything could be bigger than that. But you, but you talking from a from just like the artist, the artist, or are you talking about the whole versus like even from like the tech issues? No, I just mean those artists, their impact, okay. their body of work, what they had to pick twenty from. No one else compares. No one else has mm. had that has done it. I mean, there are some people who would really have to. What are my what are my twenty? But those people have not done verses outside of Teddy Riley and Babyface. I, I like, like the producer. I like the producer scared. ones better. I like hearing the stories yeah. of the songs more than seeing someone play their song. Like I think because that's a that's a concert you can see or something but the producer you can do at a concert you'll never see. Me and my sister yeah. did Joe to see versus Boys to Men at the house, but we don't mm-hmm. know the stories. We don't know why they had on leather in the desert. We don't know who wore the sweater vest and the shorts and was like, this is our look. Like, we don't know that, you know? 
Speaking of looks, though, who won? Who won the outfit contest? I feel I've, I'm surprised you haven't talked about the outfits yet that Brandy and Monica was on. I mean, Fendi is LVHM. We already know uh, their relationship with Ye. You know, he uh, was an intern there. People said Brandy was just like Andel. <laughs> what? <laughs> I did not hear that. I heard it be Goldberg. I did not hear it. No. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody said D's cousin, but I was like, nah, nah. Andel is hilarious. Um, and she had the white shoes, which might have been a little shade. She had the white Monica right. shoes on. Ah, uh, that was the biggest story for hours. But no one's had a better cool. outfit than Jada Kiss with the long sleeves and the shorts and the hat all being yellow. <laughs> And getting drunk. That was the, that was the greatest. We the only people I mean, that, to leave bad boy and Puffy still love us. He does. He <laughs> loves us. <laughs> we uh did you did you know um did you know about the recent news with Monica and Kim Kardashian? Yes. So I learned of Monica and Kim Kardashian working to get C Murder out of jail from her back and forth with Master P on Instagram. Was it Kim Kardashian back and forth with Master P? No. Monica and Master, Monica. Master P oh. have been going back and forth. Um, Monica has been saying that she's been holding down C Murder the whole time, been visiting him the whole time. If he needs anything, he can contact her mom and get whatever. And Master P is like, I'm tired of... Master P said the bank of Master P is closed. The ATM machine of Master P is closed. I'm tired of people, you know, like he he was like, I don't know you and I don't plan on getting to know you. Stop speaking on my family. Like it's been getting extreme. So Oh, there's they beefing beefing. They're beefing, but it's all IG pictures and captions. It's not like anything, you know, it's just really just Monica trying to, you know, paint one narrative and Master P trying to paint another narrative. And the saddest thing is that none of the beef helps see murder. I mean, I don't see how it could. But how did Kim Kim get involved? Was that like, because I know that, because we know she has a history of of helping people and she, her and her team, whoever she works with, kind of focuses on like, you know, individuals and if the story's good and they got a chance to help, they'll try to help. But like, how did it turn to like see murder? I think Monica went to Kim. She knows that Kim, you know, has gotten people out, gotten people pardoned. And so she went to Kim Kardashian to talk about C-Murder's case. Um, The No Limit docuseries, they talked about C-Murder's case. I forgot that they had a law in uh, Louisiana that you could sentence someone for life and it didn't have to be a unanimous decision. So they voted 10-2 in the C-Murder case. But not in, in any other state, it would have been a hung jury. In present-day Louisiana, it would be a hung jury. So I think, that, I think they have a shot because if the same thing happened today, if it was 10-2 today, it's a hung mm-hmm. jury. That's a definite case. So, yeah, but... It might set a, well, I guess a pardon wouldn't set a precedent. But if something happened and they went through the legal system, it would set a precedent. But yeah, there were, apparently wherever this happened in Louisiana, according to the No Limit docuseries, is like a racist town. And Mm. like they, you know, they put some of those laws in, in order, you know, in order to get their way. So I, 
I didn't even I forgot about that. Like I like once I heard that, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember thinking that was messed up. I remember thinking, man, uh I you know, just like I remember being impressionable and feeling like I have to stay out of trouble because this legal system is is stacked against me. But yeah, but that's like that's like one of those things that like it sounds ridiculous. Like you see in like movies about like like important trials and shit, and it was like this is just how it was back then. And like this this shit would never fly today. I mean, I mean, this is like oh two oh three back then. I'm I mean just I'm just saying we had like back 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 then is closer than you think. But I'm just saying like that's like. A definite case and i mean that's you know what surprisingly is i don't see i don't see like an agenda there like i don't see something there that's got to go to like you don't need to like even like that don't got to go to trump you know what i'm saying like you gotta that's something that can be for real like just in louisiana just to like that community the community like hip-hop community and shit like that well if that they make actually, a law then they gotta reopen all these cases and they're not trying to do that i mean no they try to do it but like you know what? When you change, when you change it, like you just setting a new precedent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and no, it's messed up. It's ex- it's extremely messed up. And you know, it's been 18 years, and there's so many places where that wouldn't have that wouldn't have been the case. You know? Right. right. But uh, Kim Kardashian, she gets people out of jail. She got that uh, Alice lady out of jail, and now she spoke at the RNC. I mean, what is she? What is she supposed to do, man? Trump, yeah, Trump, Trump got her out. <laughs> I think that's part of the Trump, deal. Trump, I mean, I don't know what ASAP Rocky paid to not perform at the RNC. Did because when Trump <laughs> was like, "Yo, I got these hostages out," I was like, "Yo, if ASAP Rocky comes out the back, this is gonna be pretty wild." Because <laughs> remember, he got ASAP Rocky out. I wasn't, but like. Remember Kanye was wasn't tweeting, like, like I'm I'm texting Trump right now. We're trying to get ASAP Rocky. Wasn't it like a uh didn't they have like a weird kind of like kind of they came there there was words between them at like one point. Oh yeah, they asked him if, if Trump got him out and what did he say? And he not specifically he, he, or something like that. He wasn't he wasn't giving that praise. Cause you know like Trump needs that praise. Like yeah. you can't he can't just do you the favor and then you don't like tell everybody. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's part of the deal. I think I think ASAP wasn't trying to do that. I think he that ASAP was trying to keep it moving. He probably make you say that you telling you telling everybody right. Like before you even leave the room, you are gonna tell everyone about this, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he's done more for black people than anybody else. You know what's ASAP crazy? Or Trump. You, Trump. <laughs> you know what's crazy about that statement? Mm-hmm. The implication that a white man did more for black people than anybody else is crazy. Oh, but we we know who a black we know man who just def- being in the building is already huge. Yeah, he don't even take that into consideration. He's like, it's either me or Abraham Lincoln. Like, there's like he don't even and even and even him is like he not he not me though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this at this point, like nothing Trump says, like like that's something that like nobody nobody would ever like walk into a room and even think of saying that. To like a bunch of people, yeah. Under any under any circumstances, like yeah, fucking nothing. Nothing surprises me anymore. I'm unfazed, which I think like he just. I think like that might have been like the goal. Who just I'm just gonna beat America into submission by saying crazy shit every day, and then four years later, I'm like I'm a, I'm a, they're too tired. I'm untouchable. I can't. They can't. He just rope a doped everybody. Yeah. 
That's the same method. Oh, Cannon's class. So Kanye, I feel like one of his goals is to get canceled. So he's doing everything he can to get canceled. Okay, he had to. He's rally. on a canceled tour. He's on a canceled tour. He tried to have beef with Forbes over his income. He's trying to, you know, get some kind of tax trouble or something there. Doing a campaign, all kind of faulty stuff going there. He's just trying to get canceled. So it's like Nick Cannon got canceled on his own podcast. So let me go to Nick Cannon's podcast. <laughs> he was like, I can't get canceled through uh, conventional or legal means. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let me go to the, the, the current Don of, of saying shit and then having everybody furious with you. But the part of the thing was who he said it to. Because he said it to Professor Griff. And if you know anything about Professor Griff, you know Professor Griff was suspended from Public Enemy for making anti-Semitic remarks. Now, I don't know any other rap groups that have suspension policies. Yeah, I don't think I've heard of that either. Also... I've heard of some benchings or just straight cuts. Also, if you're a Public Enemy fan, maybe you could help me out and tell me where are the Professor Griff verses? Because Professor Griff had a whole solo album, but the only thing he says on It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back is uh, Chuck D's like, Professor Griff knows? He's like, yo, I ain't no toast. <laughs> That's the only... I don't know. Maybe a- I'm tripping... Flavor Flame has his own Bro, song. I would, on. I would have to come to you for this information. Are you me telling me there's nothing? I don't know of any Professor Griff <laughs> verses, and maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe there's a reason why they only let him say, "Yo, uh, I ain't no toast." It's because like he, they heard him say something earlier, and it's like maybe we just let him say a little. Maybe bit. right just before that, and right after that, he said something wild, and they cut it up. And the only yeah. thing that they had was, "Yo, I ain't no toast." <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I feel like uh, so is this is this Nick Cannon's thing? Like he already had this show. Nick so Cannon has lost show. everything he's else. Talked to all sorts of people on it. It's you know a pretty informative show. He normally has people who are experts. He normally or or it's interesting conversations. You know, and it is a pullback of the curtain of who is Nick Cannon. He I do feel like. You know, I listened to his radio show a little bit out here in L.A. And I've, you know, of course, seen Love Don't Cost a Thing a Million Times. And Drumline is a classic movie. I don't care what Mm -hmm. people say. um, There's no scene in Drumline that is pointless. Everything has a purpose in Drumline. It's a great movie. It still holds up. Um, It's a TNT classic. Come on, man. Uh, Orlando Jones' finest work. But that being said, I think... Nick Cannon does, you know, when he does that podcast, that is probably the closest, it seems like, to the real Nick Cannon. But, like, I don't even, because I don't keep up with Nick Cannon like that. Nick Cannon, to me, has been, like, the obviously, like, the child star Nick Cannon. Then, you know, rap career, like, actor, drumline Nick Cannon. And then the kind of transition into later, you know, like, America's, was it, was America's Got Talent? Mm-hmm. Is that it? It's like then then that and I just kind of feel like he's been making like Middle America laugh every week for like the last like five years or whatever. I didn't even know that this side of Nick Cannon even existed. Oh yeah, yeah. Ever since he went back to school, he started Cannon's class. That's why it's called Cannon's class because he went to Howard and then he started mm-hmm. doing that podcast. So that's okay. that's been around maybe like five years. I want to say maybe somewhere in there, maybe six years, four years. You know, 
in that mm. in that range. Um, but only Joe Rogan's getting the credit for having the podcast with the different thinkers on. Yeah, man. Sounds like the same. Sounds like the same thing. It's it's not it's not. It's not as old as Joe Rogan. Joe okay. Rogan definitely Joe, Joe Rogan definitely was on and popping when Cannon's class dropped. Okay, but now on this, but it's like a free space for Nick for Nick Cannon to like he says he says what he wants, and then he got in trouble because he had too many uh, anti-Semitic claims. I had I didn't I did know that he like countered and like had like a rabbi on. I didn't see the episode with the rabbi. It wasn't just anti-Semitic. It was anti-Semitic, and then there were also anti-white. Because, you know, all white people don't mess with all white Jews. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so, uh, you know, all white people don't mess with Jewish people. All Jewish people don't mess with all white people. But he he offended both of them. Which was a mis- that which, was a mistake. Which yeah, that's that's gonna that's gonna have you know a lot of people not on your side. Okay, yeah, it's the opposite of of saying Chris Chris Jenner's a white supremacist because you you pissed off she pissed off no that pissed off nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's still mad about that at all. Nobody nobody is mad. I can't wait to keep up. I get season twenty seven or whatever they own of keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> I it needs to drop tonight. I can't wait. To see her reaction to that tweet, you know what I'm saying? Oh man, Kanye was in the was in the uh, was in the verses. Did you see Corey what? Gamble commenting talking about? Yeah, this reminds me when I was in high school, Westlake. I was like, don't tell people you're from Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> tell them you're from Detroit. So, uh, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit two out now. I haven't listened yet. Oh yeah, I haven't listened. Oh man, we got a whole Big John yeah. album out. Yeah, that's that's for the next episode because I've, I've seen some features on there that I definitely got to listen to. Okay, yeah, I got to check that out as well. I love well, Detroit. Back to the task at hand. Detroit was the soundtrack of my first visit to New York. As oh man, that's poetic. Yeah. Um, who knew that Kanye contributed to "Can I Live"? Wait, what? The Nick Cannon song about abortion. Oh, oh yeah, the one that he said is his best work. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't know. First, first of all, I didn't. I don't think I knew that song. That whole reference kind of skipped over me. I don't. That I can't. That song I can't used to be on BT. That was Nick Cannon's by far best song. I mean, mm. feeling freaky is okay, but can I live? Was like it had a message. It was like oh, okay, like Nick Cannon, he might do this rap thing for real. Tatiana Ali. Played a mother in the video that was uh, pregnant. Wait a second. Oh, so that now sounds it's like a familiar. Now that it's sound, that back. sounds like yeah. a. I still can't hear anything with Tatiana Ali as Ashley as, Banks. As, like that sounds like a familiar visual to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that one might give me, but nah. I mean, I guess it's it ties either way. It ties together in a in a, in a weird way now. But like, I do feel like uh, there was two sides to this to this interview because I feel like. This is like a lot of things where, where Kanye, where like there's like Kanye things that happen where like he kind of goes off and people are trying to figure out what happened, and then um, he like gets a chance to like he slows down, and he speaks, and you just kind of like man, like he has he has like such such a, like a way of explaining himself, and it's like super sincere and thoughtful, and a lot of times like really eloquent. And then it goes for a while, and then he kind of steers back into, like, other shit. But, like, where he kind of, I don't know. But, like, there's some stuff, like, I felt like he didn't even have to explain himself. I think it's it's honesty, man. 
I think even though we don't like what he says sometimes and even though we don't like what he does, he's still very honest about a lot of things. Yeah. And I think that's what we appreciate. Now, some things don't feel as genuine like about the president stuff and what he's doing with that. Um, and fortunately, a lot of states today said are taking him off the ballot. Um, I didn't even know that he was on so many states' ballots. <laughs> to, you said what? Be, like, I didn't know he made it. I didn't even know he was on so many like states' ballots. Like, I didn't know he made it. He I was filing. Was like, oh. He was filing. So there's some due dates that aren't there, but they they haven't done some of the proper paperwork. Okay, but see, see, I don't like. It's like even that. It's clearly people Googling how do you apply to be the president. Like it's clearly <laughs> like I've never heard of any major candidate, you know, maybe when Ralph Nader won, there were some states that he wasn't on the ballot. But for the most part, I think that that option was there. Of course, I wasn't a voting age then, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, man, I just uh, I think. I think he's just I, like when he says that he should wear Jordans, even though he's got a deal like there shouldn't be non competes. I should be able to wear Jordans, um, even though I have a deal with Adidas. That's a type of honesty that could get a lot of people in trouble. When James Harden signed with Adidas, he was caught with Khloe Kardashian wearing a pair of Jordan fives, and then they pulled up a truck to his that. house with hundreds and hundreds of pairs of Adidas. That's some. That's that sounds like. Uh, and I and I hate that I even have to use this phrase. This sounds like good trouble to me. I mean, if somebody pays me two hundred million dollars, if I only have one pair of your shoe, I'm wearing that shoe at all times. Me personally, <laughs> but I I have not reached that level of freedom where not only would I say I'd wear Jordans, but I'd say I wear Jordans on a podcast that I know people are going to hear. Like that's insanity but yeah it's also how he really feels he really still likes jordan's really still feels like wearing them sometimes and really can't i did i did like appreciate that like mindset because this is this was like the first time because even you've like mentioned like in detail like kanye's relationship with like not just like the louis but like gap and like how he how like the fashion growth and influences kind of I don't know they got they they have they have like way more meaning to somebody like him in a way that kind of filters down to like the rest of us you know what I'm saying like him aspiring to to not just you know make clothes for like the high fashion but like I get to make all these clothes for like under a hundred dollars but I get to bring in all these high fashion people and we're, we're, we're gonna achieve these same goals and you know what like when he explained remember like way back we would talk about like the 350s and like the roche relationship mm-hmm. he went like he's like i'm gonna do that for like bags now and like that like that like when he when he, when he gets in like that kind of bag and that detail and even talking about the relationship with like him and virgil again from like a uh I don't know, a real genuine place. I feel like that's that's where like you can see the creativity flowing. You can see like it's like a, a, a like the the creativity, the genius, and the ego, but like the the product and the the end result and like the end goal is like so great. Like that's like that's the stuff I like to hear. That's that's easily like my favorite thing about listening to the episode. And what does one. that sound like? What do you mean? Sorry for the realness. 
It's the same thing he was trying to tell Ellen, but now that he's able to do it, it doesn't seem as crazy. Well, no, because and I I think that this is something that he was he was trying to to kind of touch on with just about like it's not necessarily like access. It's like when he talks about like that Forbes list where he's talking about like, are y'all like are you trying to say that I can't do these things or be in these places? And then he just kinda like does it. I'm not a huge fan, like especially at this point in time in America of like hearing people talk about like, you know, like the shit where he's like, I always mention like I'm a multi billionaire. Like I get it, but I'm like, yeah. But like You wanted to change get... his name to billionaire. You know that, right? What? He was talking about changing his name to billionaire. I didn't know. That. I didn't. I didn't catch that part. Uh-uh. Yeah. No. That that was from a while ago. I feel like that was like I, we was on a hiatus when that. Happened. I hope that would be easy. I hope he doesn't do that. But to think somebody was fifty million dollars in debt and now they're a billionaire, it's incredible. What makes me the most upset about Ye is that Ye doesn't realize that he's bigger than a lot of things. He's so upset about the VMAs, so upset about the VMAs. Guess what? The VMAs was Sunday, and no one cared. Ye yeah. is bigger than the VMAs. So upset about Obama not, you know, messing with me, Obama, you know, calling me a jackass. Obama's not there no more. Ye is still here. You know what I'm saying? Like, Obama's around, but if Ye wanted to reach the people today and put out an album, it's getting to the people. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, Nike, Louis, blah, blah, blah. Like, yay, you bigger than all that. And you could be bigger than all that if you wasn't worried about all that. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, and you've seen it, and we yeah. know you've seen it because that's why we mess with you because you've seen it from the beginning. You've seen it. They didn't see it. And it's like, like, if I feel like if 2013 yay could see 2020 yay, then he wouldn't, he'd have no worries. He would have no stress. He and Jay-Z would be able to look eye to eye and be cool. And if not, it wouldn't be a problem. Cause it's like, dang, if I did all this, if I messed up all these times, I said all this whack stuff and I'm still right here, that spazzing out at Zane Lowe doesn't happen. Like get, you know, like all that doesn't happen because that that person, like they like what they were fighting for is getting closer to it. See, now, I hear you, but I also he also said it himself. He like he needs the smoke. He like like he he like he needs it. I don't know what like I don't know why he can't manufacture it another way. But I don't know. I don't know. Like because they'll they'll, they'll they'll just always be there and they'll always be be needing to be talked about for him. I for get him that. To like keep I it. get that, and it's a way of focusing that energy. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it does, you know, Ye, if Ye took that approach to everything, I feel like Ye would be best. If Ye took Maybe. that approach to Drake, there wouldn't be no beef with Drake. The beef with Drake comes because Ye is threatened by Drake. I mean, but then. Drake almost signed with Adidas. That summer, Drake was wearing 500s. Drake was yeah. like, like Drake was wearing Ultra Boost. Drake Plant had an Adidas line plant. Now he's in the Nike employee store shooting a video with KD and Odell Beckham Jr. and Drex. It's a good video. I don't know. <laughs> it's a great video, baby. But 
at the same time, it's like that that video's not the same if Ye could just mess with Ye a little more. No, I hear you. I hear you. But and if Pusha T, this, you know, doesn't push your oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Infrared. Know what I mean? Uh, I mean, see, this is this is this is the sucky part. I feel like we gotta do this every podcast because we get we get all these glimpses into like the reasons we love Ye, and then it's just all this other stuff that come with it. And that's like the top half of the episode, and the other half of the episode is where. This is one of the things I was like, I appreciate Nick Cannon. He was like, he was sort of, he gave like space for Kanye to like appeal to the people who he says hurting. I say just like disagree or whatever. And it's like, Kanye, Kanye got no interest in going down that route, man. He's no, he, he, he has his messages and where his messages come from. And he ain't giving that up for nothing, man. It's a, he, the thing is, it sucks because if it, you we already talk about it like all the stuff that's happened you don't really got no reason to like listen to anybody that you don't really want to listen to and it's like this little eco chamber and it's like it's the consequences with that but it's like this is like what has been created for him it's his space and you just gotta live with that but you gotta be that dude all the time if you're gonna be that dude what do you mean Kanye don't do that in chicago Kanye go on the radio in chicago cry apologize Go on stage in Chicago, like I'm moving to Chicago and I'm never leaving. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like you got to be that dude at the crib too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but like he is a free. Like that's the thing. Like however he want to move at the time is how he ever he gets to move at the time because he's just afforded that. He gets to be this chameleon and he gets to be like the highs and lows of like whatever he goes through. He's like everybody around me and like basically is. You you comfort his condition. You 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 become you adapt to this environment or else kind of thing. Like, and I get I get what you're saying. Like he ain't doing that in Chicago, but like at all, at all. I don't know. I just I just start to like you like you don't. There's no like positive results of that. You know what I'm saying? Other no, than he goes to not. Chicago. If anything, you want Chicago yay to be in Wyoming. You want Chicago yay to be everywhere. In Atlanta right. at Chick-fil-A with Steve Harvey. You want Chicago Yay to be everywhere. But it's, it seems like there's Chicago Yay and then there's rest of the world Yay. Right. And sadly, uh, rest of the world Yay is probably getting written in into some ballots in come November. Um, what do you think about them responding to Stephanie Mills? Um, I kind of feel like... How do I feel about that? Uh... It's it's tough because those 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 tough words to hear, you know what I'm saying? I, I but you're I, breaking I up. I feel like I'm breaking up. I I hear you now. Okay, um, let me just do it so I can do it clean. Um, with with, with their response to Stephanie Mills, I kind of feel like they they do something I don't like, which is uh, they kind of shirk the criticism by like kind of changing you know what they're responding to and i don't i don't know i feel i feel like nobody like these are these are two dudes at like such a level especially as been like black celebrities and i feel like there's a there's a lot of pressure in that and at the same time like you got to protect where you are and you also gotta like stand up for yourself but like i don't know i just i just wish people would 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 take criticism um on a kind of like a human level and just like I don't know, like, 
like attempt they just need i feel like they both need to have like a little bit more understanding of like where other people are coming from in a way that doesn't kind of feel like they're saying like well like without people like me like where would you it seems like like it's a little too conceited their responses to me yeah I mean, I think you don't get you don't get blacker than Stephanie Mills. Stephanie Mills was the original Dorothy and the Wiz. Um, her version mm-hmm. of Home is the version of Home that I prefer over Diana Ross' version. You know, she felt good all over. Like Stephanie Mills got a ton of ton of songs, and I feel like Nick Cannon probably follow her. You know what I'm saying? Like that was probably like mm-hmm. like I know I follow a bunch of singers from my parents' era and stuff that they listened to just just to see what's going on with them. And I know that that would affect me if one of them said you know said something like that about um, you know being pawns for. Uh, and I, I really think Nick Cannon wasn't serious about, like, he was, like, maybe serious about voting for Ye, but his reasoning is not because he agrees with Ye. It's really nah, more his, like, his reasoning. you're not going to pit me to say, you're not going to get me to say something negative against my homie. Right. You know? Because he's got this, like, I'm going to do no harm thing. Because he's just thinking, of, he's just thinking about, like, the camaraderie. He's just thinking about his boy, but he's not. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like words. It's it's like this is like the stuff that sucks about the situation because if you could just say like if you could just like not like be silent mm-hmm. but but if you could like openly talk about how you need to like educate yourself things would be so much better for a lot of people but nobody can be wrong anymore yeah nobody nobody like you know what I'm saying like that's that's just yeah. the world like nobody can be wrong nobody can be in the process of learning no like you gotta it's, you gotta have your answer ready. Yeah, all the time, mm-hmm. and that's that's the thing that's and that sucks on like every side you can imagine because that just does a disservice to everybody. Because then when you want somebody to like, who's gonna change? Who's gonna change? Who's who? You don't you don't invite it, and you almost got to be not, forced to admit you're wrong in in today's climate. Yeah, like you should if if that's 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 the bottom line. I feel like with a lot of things, is I'm like yo. I don't know what happened with being wrong. Being wrong is fine. <laughs> it's okay to be wrong. It's, it's okay, okay to be, be wrong. wrong. All these people, when they claim that I got something wrong on a podcast, hitting me up and being like, you know, I was yelling <laughs> at the speaker because you were wrong. You know, like all these people, it's like, man, it's okay to be wrong. Sometimes I'm going to say stuff and it's not going to sound right to you. I'm not wrong, but at the same time, you just didn't hear it right. <laughs> But even if I was wrong, I do know that it's okay to be wrong. Chances are I wasn't, <laughs> but it is okay. Oh man, I uh, I will I will be looking forward to part like we'll we'll cover part two, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. The bookie is gonna come out as frequently as it's been coming right. out, so y'all get excited yeah. to not know when it's gonna drop, but when it drops, it's gonna be there. It's the right. Whenever it drops, it's the right time. For we don't it to know. Drop. Don't ask us. We don't know either. We're recording from space, and time is different out here. All right. Yeah. We are orbiting around the sun at a different rate. Our I don't days, know where that our days are longer, from. and there are more of them. And sometimes they're shorter and less of them. You just described Alaska. Because the gravitational pull of of the sun spinning us differently. You know what I'm saying? We in space. Man, this is probably the the most you've done to hint that we need to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I man. appreciate it, man. No, we need to get out of here. I'm, I'm explaining that you know they you talk 
and then your computer sends it to the power line and all that, that sends it to space. Oh, and man, then the it sends line. it back to, you know, a satellite that sends it to my computer. And then I hear what you're mm-hmm. saying. We are doing this over the internet. Therefore, we are doing this through space. Bravo, Rob. Come on, man. Bravo, man. Come on, man. You got you got anything to plug before we get out of here? Uh, look out for me. I got some some online comedy shows coming up, so look out for dates and information and links on my Instagram at Rob Hayes. Uh, I know fans of the podcast think that I'm uh look totally different and everything you know you guys have described what you thought my voice sounded like but you can see me in my my full body you know on uh some of well not my full body but most of it was whatever i let you see on my comedy show so yeah make sure you guys check that out um let's see uh all right no comedy shows for your boy i don't know comedy was still a thing but uh I want to implore everybody, if you're a fan of comics, uh, go follow Bad Idea at Bad Idea Hello on Twitter. Uh, so good stuff coming out. You should be looking forward to it. I'll say no more than that. Ooh. Um, hey, but, man. Uh, miss me with that bullshit. You're not a gang member. You're a tourist. <laughs> I'll be blacking out. I'll be blacking out by the 87 that I freaked it. Oh, uh, this is one of the best episodes we had. <laughs> Yeah, man. When that when that came out, man. Uh, shout out, shout out Chad to Chadwick Boseman, man. It was it's a tough loss. We all still dealing with it, but two two of the biggest fans right here. Black Panther, everything he did was great. Like uh, Missy Chad. My my father was a huge James Brown fan, and uh, he loved the movie Get On Up and watched it a lot. And I got to got to watch that and experience it with him. So yeah, uh, that movie has like a special place in my heart. But Chadwick Boseman was super talented in everything he did, and yeah. you know the more stories and the more things people post, it's just like kind of overwhelming just how how great of a person we lost. And like you know, even though I feel like he was appreciated. I feel like people, you know, definitely gave him his props and everything. It does it does feel kind of crazy somebody that young dying of something, you know, outside of what we're all going through right now, which is, you know, COVID nineteen, the coronavirus. Yeah. It's uh I don't know, you still can't really put in the words. You just know that he like you just know that this dude wasn't wasn't done. Yeah. This is this is what you knew because he was turning. He was he was he was giving a voice to all these heroes, real and then you know obviously Black Panther's fictional, but like to so like all these stories and he just everything he did, man, he put his foot in it. That's all. I, that's all I know. So there's no no better way to fitting the podcast this one than just saying shout out and rest up, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. And I don't feel bad for Disney because y'all trying to charge me thirty dollars to watch Milan, and y'all already get my money every month. So, hey man, Premier <laughs> Access, I don't understand what that is. Like, this it's called Disney Plus. Where's the Plus? Because y'all just giving me old Disney right now. Hey, I'm late. I'm late, fish, but we gotta get out of here. All right, all right, peace, bro. Yeah.